Hello and welcome to James Bond and Friends. My name is James Page, co-founder of MI6HQ.com, MI6 Confidential Magazine and various other Bond-related paraphernalia. Uh, this week was a week we thought maybe never would never come and it was the release of Goldeneye after 25 years plus of um, being stuck in the N64. So with that, I would like to welcome Calvin Dyson and Sean Longmore. Would you like to introduce yourself, guys? Hello, I'm Calvin Dyson, and I have a YouTube channel under that name dedicated to talking about all things Bond, and particularly James Bond video games. So this has been a great uh, few days mm-hmm. for, for me. Uh, and hello, I'm Sean Longmore. I'm a graphic designer and artist, and I sometimes do James Bond pictures. And I like doing James Bond video games pictures. I like the challenge of those. So, uh, technically, do we have three generations of GoldenEye fans on this call? I was at university, just starting university when GoldenEye came out. Mm. And i got to say that it, it, GoldenEye 007 in university dorms was a thing for a good three years, from 97 to 2000. So that was me. How about you guys? Well, I, I should probably go next because I'm the next in age because I was <laughs> uh, about, I think, like eight years old or something when the game came out. Uh, and then nine, ten years old, I have very fond memories of going around to one of my school friends. Um, a bunch of us would always go around and uh, we had to go around to his because he was the only one of us who had a full four control set. <laughs> so we could all play. And then if there were more than four of us, we had to do a winner, stay on, loser, goes off kind of thing. Um, um, to sort with the people who were waiting. So I have an awful lot of fond memories about the game. I'm pretty sure I played the game before ever seeing the film. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if the game was my sort of first awareness of James Bond. I don't think it was. I think I had seen Moonraker and Diamonds Are Forever previously. Um, but I certainly know for a lot of people of my generation, it was the introduction for them to James Bond. Um yeah. So, Sean, were you, were you still were you still in the womb? <laughs> I, I was two. So I was a little, Close little baby. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm the newbie here. This is uh, I I'll, I will confess this is my first time properly playing Goldeneye. Ooh. So from start to finish. So I played bits at like people's houses when I was younger and. Then there's a bar here in Manchester that has loads of old video games machines. Mm. I've played some there, but I don't really know how to use an N64 controller. And <laughs> I was a, I was all my hand-me-down consoles were Sega when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So this is my first proper experience with the original game, even though I've played bits and I've seen bits online. So potted history for those who aren't necessarily gamers. Um, GoldenEye came out in 97. I think it sold 8 million units. Ranked, I think, third best-selling game of all time for the N64. Yes. Um, brought in a whole trench of first-person shooter on consoles kind of tropes, um, including, like, snipers and split-screen eyes and stuff. Um, revolutionary game for game design. Built by a team of about eight people who had never really made a game before, which is just amazing. Mm. Um, um, we, we, the great thing about that was they didn't know what was not possible, so they just tried stuff, and I think that's what made it so revolutionary. Various people have attempted to cash in over the years. We had Goldeneye Rogue Agent from EA. Ooh, oh, um, yeah. You know, the story we tell about being on that <laughs> EA conference call where they said, you're not going to stick a Goldeneye in somebody's head, are you? Yes. <laughs> that was our concept <laughs> um, of freezing it. Uh, then we had Goldeneye Remake for the Wii with Daniel Craig in the role. And then that became Goldeneye Reloaded a year later for PlayStation Xbox when Nintendo's one-year license ran out. And then 2007... 
Microsoft Xbox made a 20th anniversary HD remake of GoldenEye from the source code, and this is important, we'll get onto in a bit, from the source code from Rare, because Rare is owned by Microsoft. And they rebuilt the game from the ground up only for it to be locked away um, because of disagreements with Nintendo and legal and Eon and everybody else. Um, and that game leaked out in 2001, almost two years to the day. Um, that game eventually leaked out for, and you could play it on a Xenia emulator on a PC, but it was for Xbox Live Arcade. Um, and that's the game we should have got, but we didn't. And instead, last week, we got Nintendo, um, GoldenEye for Switch and GoldenEye for Xbox. But the difference being is it's an emulator running the ROM from the N64 rather than a remake. Yes, that's, and I was reading up on this, and that's why it's not running at 60 frames per second, isn't it? Yes. The emulator. Right. And one very clever person has analyzed the ROM that the Switch and the Xbox versions uses. The only major change to the ROM from 1997 was somebody went in there and took out the tiny little postage stamp textures of Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and Timothy Dalton, yeah. which were in the original ROM for that Players All Bonds mode, which legal took out at the last minute of the game. The data was still in the ROM, but you couldn't access it. They went in there and took it out just in case somebody wow. modded it. So... That gives you an that's, idea of legal hang-ups that this game has had over the years. <laughs> that's that's one hundred percent a contractual thing, isn't yeah. it? They don't want they don't want to pay the estates, right? Even though you can't access it through the game, the the data is still in the payload. So, mm-hmm. so uh, the Nintendo Switch version was developed by Nintendo Europe as an R and D um, internal R and D team because the Switch runs N sixty four emulation for the re- for the. Um, subscription platform the xbox version emulator was created by code mystics in vancouver bc and they're the company that makes the the n64 emulator for xbox for rares replay games Mm. um so two completely separate projects released at the same time huh the rare replay thing is and i I don't know if this is i'm jumping the shark the conversation here there's the one thing that's annoyed me about this release Mm. Um, so I'm I'm Xbox. I played the Xbox One, but the so Goldeneye for the Xbox has come in the form of, I believe it's technically an update for Rare Replay. Yes. Yeah. However, because of legal licensing, it's only for the digital version of Rare Replay. Yeah. So if you've got a physical copy of Rare Replay, like me, you do not get the update. You have to yeah, have the, the digital version or have Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, which is bonkers. It it is through Game Pass too. So, uh, true story. When we knew this was coming out, I think it was in September last year. um, Rare Replay was on sale for like seven dollars, and I bought it with my Windows account, even though I didn't have an Xbox. (laughs) 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 I figured that when it does eventually come out, I'll have saved myself twenty bucks. Um, (laughs) Although I had to go out and buy an Xbox on Thursday night last week. Um, Oh wow. So Which you bought the, the Series S specifically mm. for this, haven't you? It's got one game on it. It's a two hundred a two hundred dollar copy of Goldeneye. It is a two hundred thirty nine dollar copy of Goldeneye. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, eventually, you may wean me over to some other games, Sean. But um, <laughs> for now, it's just a dongle to run Goldeneye. Well, mm. it's it's the only I think the only James Bond game you can play on there at the minute. None yeah. of the others are backwards compatible, so. Yeah, and yeah, they're all pulled. Obviously, Activision pulled them mm-hmm. a year early, didn't they, from the stores and everything? So, 
Yes. And, yeah, unless you're going to jailbreak um, it, you can't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, they pulled, they pulled everything because they even pulled the bonus mission for 007 Legends. Mm. Right. So the if you're DLC like me and you bought a copy later, yes, you can't get the Skyfall mission. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, GoldenEye is your only option if you're an Xbox fan right now. Well, I still have it on my PlayStation 3 <laughs> if, I yeah. play, if I downloaded it, like, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. You gotta wrap that PS3 in bubble wrap now. Yeah, I need to mm. check now just to make sure that it's still there. <laughs> so, how have you guys found your experiences? Because um, we can get into the technical differences in a bit. But from when when was it? Thursday night, Friday morning, Calvin, you sparked it up. Uh, yes, uh, Friday morning, I think it might have been available later on in in the evening. But it was a school night, so I uh, I, I did wake up a bit early and just like rush over just to make sure it was there. And it was. I'm a Nintendo guy, so I have it on the Nintendo Switch. I already had the um, Switch Online membership for playing Mario Kart, and I like playing older games anyway. So I had the N64 um, expansion. Um, now I, I I need to lay out my well, lack of credentials, I guess, because I'm really not a tech guy. So you guys will know much more about the differences between the two versions and the different emulations and all that kind of stuff than me. Um, because I have seen people on Twitter, like you know, uh, complaining or pointing out mm. the flaws in some of the emulation and how it's not quite like it was. It's not. Um, really uh perfect uh as a layman <laughs> i i've just been having a blast with it uh i must say it is just that accessibility of having it just there on a, ho- a modern home console that's really nice and the controls took a little bit of reconfiguring on the nintendo switch i've been playing it with the pro controller um you can actually get a recreated Nintendo 64 controller to play it with, but every time I go on the online store, they're always sold out. would like to get one eventually, but um, once I refigured the controls, I, yeah, had a really good time with it. It's uh, it's looking really nice. Um, it's nice that they have a true widescreen mode accessible, mm-hmm. um, so that's lovely. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just been a blast to pick up and play. And I have been playing it in the handheld mode as well, which is a novelty that you can have with the switch. And that's been really fun. Uh, I did play the online multiplayer, uh, just had a few rounds on that over the weekend. Very, uh, sluggish. Uh, there was one player who was, uh, in America and when he joined, it just couldn't cope and it became a bit frustrating because the music was so choppy as well as the like the frame rate decreased incredibly. Right. But then the music also uh, was very choppy. So, you know, hopefully that, those kinks will be ironed out. Um, I think a lot of that might be down to Nintendo Online, though, because Nintendo Online gets a lot of stick for being like the worst online experience for well, multiplayer. Saying that, like, I play a lot of Mario Kart, and it's fine yeah. usually. Um, and I've got you know very good Wi-Fi. Um, I, I've never had a, an issue like that, which is you know comparatively when you think of how much more technically advanced you know like Mario Kart is in comparison. Yeah. Um, it, it is quite shocking. Um, how poor it is but um yeah hopefully that'll pick up uh but no overall i've been very thrilled and it only really hit me then when sean mentioned it about it's the only bond game on the xbox is the only bond game on the switch too and i'd never really Mm. considered that um you know the first proper bond game that we've had released in so long albeit a a re-release 
but um it was still i was still very excited uh yeah and I, I've, I've been very much enjoying it cool it's been 10 years God, since yeah. the last game was released Blimey. if you don't count the click-through powerpoint stock art thing oh, it's yeah. been, <laughs> been 10 years god it's crazy sean how was your first five minutes <laughs> uh, yeah I, so i'm like I said, I've never played before. I'm still playing through the campaign. I've not played through it all. I will I'll admit. I think I'm. I've just done Bunker Two. Um, nice. But I know the levels. I know what's coming. Um, and I've always kind of been one of those people that's felt like I've listened to everyone else talk about GoldenEye over the years, and I've kind of gone, oh yeah. And I've played the Reloaded and the remakes, and um, I've kind of gone, oh yeah. But but now I'm playing it and playing it properly. I get it. I do, I do get it, um, and I think it's massively helped by the new controller system on yes. Xbox. The thing yeah. when I've played it before, and I played it with you, Calvin, in the bar here in Manchester ages yeah, ago, we did. Yeah. and that we were using those M sixty four controllers. And the thing, I, I, I can't work those at all, and I'm just like, <laughs> ah, what's happening? But they've really, really done a great job at putting in new controls and making it feel like a modern sort of shooter but not in a way that's like really jarring i mm. think they've absolutely that is the best feature i think is that they've absolutely nailed it because i wasn't expe- i was expecting yeah. it to feel really clunky to play and it's not it's really easy um and one tip um the if you if you're playing xbox head into the controls and change the d-pad to also allow you to move and strafe and then you can move faster because you can move diagonally with the d-pad right um if you've not done that yet but it's it, it's genuinely i'm really really enjoying it um i've noticed some of the technical hitches particularly on surface surface one yes where everything's there's lots of clipping and you can see the edges of stuff and i've noticed that a lot of the textures on surfaces seem to repeat but i'm guessing that's how mm-hmm. they've been stretched to fix the widescreen um but no i'm i'm really enjoying it i'm really having a good time and i i do i do i feel like i'm finally getting it when everyone when you've all been talking about how good it is and i've been <laughs> like oh no nightfire is the best game ever which it's obviously still is but so what about you james i'm glad you brought up the controls sean because i was really worried that that was the thing that was going to sink this because a few years ago when you know the the talk of the remake coming out leaking and all the rest of it was like every game journalist on Twitter was like hot take Goldeneye's trash because the controls it's like well they had to invent a control scheme in 1997 because nobody had put an FPS on a console like that before with an N64 controller so they had to make it up and do and if you grew up with that you're fine hmm. and you can always tell the difference between somebody who grew up playing Goldeneye and somebody who didn't because they complained about the controls right <laughs> um, I pick I installed it. I fired it up, and granted, I hadn't used the new Xbox controller ever before either, because I literally took it out of the shrink wrap and plumped it in. I started oh, playing what? it, and I didn't have to look down or or go into the control settings. I could just play mm. it. Mm. That is testament to the work to map Goldeneye onto that controller. I was instantly playing. I even knew that top trigger would rotate weapons. It was just so natural. Ah, that's so um, cool. Um, and then I started hearing all the complaints about the Switch controls. I was like, mm. well, the Switch controller isn't built for this kind of game, right? Mm. So it's hard. But the the Xbox controller is such a good fit for this game, and they did such a good job. Um, but to your point, 
Sean, about the technical stuff. So Code Mystics, who did the Xbox emulator for N64, they, they were kind of a little bit active on Twitter asking some questions last week on Friday, and they've gone very quiet since because, um, you know, you open that kind of worms up. Mm-hmm. Um, but from an ex-engineer and software guy's perspective, yes, there are Z-finding, Z-finding issues, which is like when polygons don't know which order to render in. That's mm-hmm. an emulation bug, not a game bug. So that's something they could fix if they wanted to. Um, there's visible edges and stuff. Like when you, uh, you mentioned on surface, Sean, like when you've got large yeah. planes of snow, you can kind of see the joins. They were probably present in the original game, but you didn't see them because they're rendering <laughs> down the resolution. Mm-hmm. resolution. So there's lots of seams issues and there's lots of texture issues because Goldeneye was 12 megabytes. Right? <laughs> Good Originally. Lord. And, you know, download a picture from Instagram and look at the file size and you'll see like, how did they make this whole game in 12 megabytes? Um, Because the textures were very small. And the the N64's graphics RAM was pretty, for textures was small too, um, which is why you had to, most games ended up using the expansion RAM module back in the day. Um, So compared to games of today, I mean, it's like a potato, right? The textures. Um, So there's, and, and, Judging, reading between the lines about the questions they didn't answer, they weren't really allowed to change anything. Mm-hmm. So that's why the font on the HUD looks blurry because they couldn't change the font. I, I so don't think they upscaled. were allowed. Yeah, I don't think they were allowed to change anything um, other than taking out Connery Morton's face from the texture. <laughs> um, so a lot of these things were beyond their control. I would love for a statement to come out to to confirm this, and we're reaching out to them to try to find this out, but. That was probably part of the licensing deal, which is you can release it, but you can't change it. Mm. So a lot of these complaints are not really their fault. Some of them are the Z fighting and stuff. That's all emulator issues. But um, the music fidelity is also not great sometimes mm-hmm. on the Xbox. The music I, emulation I, isn't great. I've got to say, the, it, I think it's easy for us to pick up these complaints as fans yeah. and people that know the games. And I also think there was a lot of people, which I've already seen, with like YouTube videos that'll be like, the new GoldenEye sucks. And of course, they're going to write that as a title because it gets clicks. Right. Uh, the game is fine. It is perfectly playable. If it wasn't oh, yeah. fixed, it wouldn't be yeah. the end of the world. It's, it, you could pick this up and still have a great time. Nothing's game-breaking. Yeah. It's... Well, it's, it's picky uh, stuff. Yeah. There is a couple of game breaking things because of um, the, some geometry, some things will fall through geometry sometimes. And people have caught like um, keys, dat tapes, like silos, the worst level for it. Because if you lose, if you can't get to one of those little pickups, you can't get through the door to the next or complete the objectives. Um, right. And they literally fall through the floor and you can't get to them. It's very rare, but- no pun intended, but it's that's just, <laughs> that's just an emulator bug where they've, goofed on the geometry um right. and they're, they're things that they could fix um well you see if you if you'd have never told me that was a bug i would have just thought oh well, that was there originally because i i feel like yeah. when, I, when i when i was a kid playing on the mega drive if something like that happened you just reset the cartridge so i would yeah, just, sort of, I'd just restart it, the mission yeah but first night i had it i was playing through silo and i remember not being able to get through one of the doors because i couldn't find the key card and i think that's what happened is it oh, fell through the right. floor because you have to pick it up every level, right? Um, every time you go through the door. Um, so there are some glitches. Um, the worst one, uh, there's a lot of clips on YouTube now uh, of like enemies halfway through walls and stuff. And again, that's just the Xbox emulator for the N64, not 
being 100% accurate. I mean, that that's similar similar to Sean's point because I saw screenshots of that and I just I was like, "Oh, did that not happen in the original one?" Right. Like it, it, it feels like it should have done or could have done. I don't know, you know. I I again, I am certainly not saying that people shouldn't have, you know, these criticisms because like I say there are people out there who really yeah. know the technical aspects of this game far better than yeah. I ever will. Um and I can understand why it would be annoying. Uh, but for me as a layman, like I say, like yes. that's just like, you know, I play like, you know, Mario Kart 64 on that and there's, right. you know, clipping and, you know, poor yeah. textures and stuff. So it's just kind of like, oh, it's of its age or you could have convinced me it was just of its age. Um, right. Yeah. I, I think the speedrunners, obviously this is not going to go down well with them because anything that's slightly different throws that off, right? Mm. And GoldenEye speedrunning is like, should be an Olympic sport, I think. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's been around for so long. Um and I, I get it. The problem is, is some of us have seen or got like the Xbox Live HD remake, and mm. you compare that to this, and it's like that's what we could have had. We could have had that, <laughs> and then we got this instead. But in some regards, having the original game just emulated is somewhat truer to it. I, I'm going to say if you, if they just released the remake, you do have people going, "Oh, well, it's not the original. I'm not playing right. it." Change the, the AI, they upscale the textures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can't please everybody, right? Yeah. Mm. But I would love to know how many downloads they've had of it. Mm. I mean, we'll never find this out unless they do some kind of like, "Hey, press this." Well, we'll know, won't we? Because if they do actually release a paid for or a physical version of it, then we know that it was that it went well. <laughs> I well, do it's interesting. To... Oh, go ahead, Sean. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the Xbox numbers because will everybody that owns Rare Replay count towards a download even if you don't play it? Because the game's right. just going to update and put it in there. Yeah. Mm. I was wondering that about the Switch because if you just you know uh, get the um, online expansion pack and you get the N64 uh, emulator, then yeah, I, I suppose they must be able to tell like who is playing which specific game. Um, well, yeah, because I know this because a couple of people I linked up to on Xbox, I didn't realize this that when you do this, this is how I'm, not, I'm a PlayStation guy, right? So Xbox to me, like, this is like I'm in a foreign country kind of thing <laughs> and I don't speak the language. <laughs> and like, people were saying, Oh, you're playing Golden again. I'm like, How do you know that? Oh, <laughs> shit. That's how this works. Like, you can tell what I'm doing now because oh, yes. you're my quote unquote friend on Xbox. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. Um, yeah. So they've got <laughs> metrics running, they know who's, how many people are playing. Hmm. And for how long we can we can see when you get the achievements so when you tell right. us you can do facility in 205 <laughs> with your eyes shut james and you've not got the achievement we know <laughs> i'm so jealous that xbox gets achievements i would have loved to have those you know just extra sort of things to aim oh. for um is that, been not, really is that nice. not a thing on the switch no um, it's a real shame oh. uh, yeah yeah i because the thing that they were saying was going to hold this up was trophies, right? Was going to be a thing. Well, was that PlayStation thing? Like they weren't going to be able to do it. With it, with, they weren't going to be doing it unless they could do achievements. Because isn't that like like a table stakes condition of entry to release an Xbox now? Is like you need achievements yeah. in your game. Yeah. Um, so they had to obviously put that at the emulator level rather than in the ROM because they weren't allowed to change the ROM. Um, are they that big a thing? Because I, oh yeah, massively. I don't understand mm. the. Uh, the appeal of them. The, the, I feel like, for what I've seen over the years, it was a much bigger thing 10 years ago or so. And you used to have that. I remember Achievement Hunter used to be a huge sort of online community. Hmm. Um, but every game on Xbox has had achievements going back to the start of the Xbox 360. So hmm. the 
XPLA version that was done originally would have probably, if it was completed, would have had some achievements on it as well. So it's very possible that those achievements have carried over, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Um, But yeah, they're a big deal. Your gamer score really matters, James. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Try not to disappoint. (laughs) Is there... um... No, no, there is no, um, e- no, no, actually, no, there is no online multiplayer on Xbox at all, no. is there? So you can't no. even, like, the, the pair of you couldn't... No. Get, no, that, that sucks. I, I did start a two-player game, even though I just got the, out, out of the box with one controller and got prompted with the, please insert a second controller, mm. um, just to see it, just to see it on the screen. Yeah. And, uh, you you can still wander around the maps and play as player yeah. one, even if you don't yes. have player two plugged in. So that that's yes, great because can. there are a lot of games where you can't do that. Right. Um, you know, it just says waiting for controller two or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to get a friend and a controller and try it out. So, mm. I don't know how how much of that do you think is going to be a thing, Sean? Because I think the days of people being in the same room. I mean, that's a Nintendo Wii kind of thing, isn't it? Of like grandma's playing as well. Um, I don't think it's going to have the same kind of impact it used to have no i, I don't think so it, it's really strange um looking outside at microsoft right now because a big policy they've had with halo over the past few mm. years which has been their big flagship franchise was that when they got to halo 5 oh, nearly 10 years ago they scrapped split screen and right. there was no split screen whatsoever and that was traditionally the split screen game halo land parties right. and stuff like that um and so for the past 10 years, there's been no split screen there whatsoever. And they've been saying, well, you've got to have multiple Xboxes. So to now for this to be split screen only, but also be something that Microsoft's really championing, maybe indicates a change of direction of what they're thinking. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe it's just there because it had to be. But I, I don't think, I think you're right. It's not a big deal anymore. Don't, don't most people on Xbox play multiplayer online? Online, yeah, you play room. through Xbox Live, yeah, yeah, and with and with Game Pass as well, which is what they're pushing to get this. Um, well, that, I guess that's another thing. Game Pass has Xbox Live included, which is a subscription mm-hmm. you need to be able to play online, and they're marketing this as a big Game Pass game. So it does feel like if there was some online multiplayer, that would have been a really natural fit, and it would have done really well. But again, politics. I think it just came down to. Nintendo wanted it, Xbox, you can have it, but you can't have online, and they did a deal, and that mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Either that, or it was because it was an in-house project at Nintendo, they could tinker with it, with the ROM, but the third party couldn't mm. on Xbox. Yeah. Um, you touched on uh, the possibility of maybe a physical release there, James. Do you think that, 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 that there is a chance that that could happen i would assume oh, that God. that would have been like a real uh, have to get viper's nest of yeah three companies in a room with their lawyers working out who gets what from it right yeah so i don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> so no I, yeah. I i was i was hoping like one of the small boutique companies like limited run games right do mm. like physical versions of digital games i was hoping one of them might pick it up but i think the fact that the physical release of Rare Replay hasn't got the free update to get yeah. GoldenEye. It's probably an indication that it's, it's yeah. a legal nightmare. Yeah. 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 Ah, that sucks. The other reason I went with, I'm going to spend $239 on an Xbox rather than, I have a Switch. I love it. What? Rather, yeah. <laughs> rather, 
Haha, <laughs> because this is a twist. <laughs> I don't want to subscribe to Nintendo Online just to play Goldmark because I won't use it for anything else. Oh, okay. And, mm-hmm. and my gut feeling, knowing the Bond franchise and video game and legal, is that I don't think it's going to be on there for for forever. No. I think it's going to go. I think this time next year it'll just be quietly retired. It'll just disappear from Nintendo Online. Hmm. <sighs> Whereas with Rare Replay, you've downloaded it as part of the purchase. It's, it's harder for them to pull it. Mm, but yeah. on Game Pass, it could just disappear tomorrow as well on Xbox. So that's why I was like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy Rare Replay Digital, mm. download it. Mm. So, that, so that, that's the best way to, if you want a copy that's yeah. potentially going to last, that's the best way. Yeah. yeah. And then you could just take your Xbox offline and they can never get to it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that is the danger of these things, isn't it? Like, I'm a physical media guy, so I, I, you know, like having the physical thing there on my shelf that I can access whenever I want. Because, as you say, if they announce the next Bond and they decide that they don't want to have, you know, another Bond out there on a on, in a game like that, then you know they might just well pull it off for any number of reasons, and that's the yeah the danger of it. <laughs> well, when 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 the Goldeneye remake came out on the Wii, it was, why is this a Wii exclusive, right? People mm. weren't too aware. And it took months for it to get out that, oh, it was a Nintendo licensing agreement for one year exclusivity to get to use GoldenEye first, right? Because the whole history of GoldenEye the game. Mm. And then, of course, you know, the PS3 and Xbox, whatever, came out like exactly one year later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling yeah, months from now we'll learn details of what the deal was for this hmm. which may shed some light as to it could just disappear hmm. <laughs> or whatever. but as you're right i mean there could be some other thing the other thing is is brosnan getting paid for any of this i've wondered that about royalties <laughs> because even even like gottfried john like right. it, it is there and i'm like did his estate did they because this that the game originally came out at a time when you know they're still figuring out rights for oh, things like that yes. and so would it be a real nest of vipers to get like well, isabella skorupko to agree to have her face here like, well when know? they did the remake they didn't do that did they they recast everybody in cray yes so all the, the supporting cast mm. were recast i think for that reason it was a new game and then new games bring new rules and new <laughs> new threats new enemies and yeah. new royalties um, <laughs> um but i'm going to couch this with allegedly reportedly hearsay folklore hmm. that the night before the meeting with rare and a representative of the license holder and that's as specific as i'm going to get for fear of identifying it was um that person went out on the tiles and had a very long and festive evening. And the next day was apparently, reportedly, allegedly, very under the weather (laughs) and like one eye half open, getting the pitch from Rare about why they wanted the license for the game. (laughs) And just kind of said, okay. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And we know who those people are and we know it's, probably a true story and if that person <laughs> hadn't got wasted the night before wow. might not have this game at all god well just the whole landscape of gaming would have been different yeah 
Blimey. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like, that, that's like a sci-fi plot, that, isn't it? Well, that's like, I think if Quantum Leap was real, Sam Beckett is back yeah. there pouring <laughs> this guy's drinks. <laughs> He's the bartender not cutting this guy off the night before <laughs> to make sure it happens. <laughs> but yeah. And that's nobody knew what it would be worth. And it was, you know, by all accounts, a screaming deal because um, mm. it was like back in the day when Netflix first started, MGM basically gave Netflix their library for pennies because they didn't think it was worth anything and it took them years to undo that contract and then everybody realized what it was worth later Hmm. um so same with this one and then they got wise and signed ea right for like more money for the next game well i mean you know i I can't think of another like a movie tie-in licensed video game that has had the impact like you said at the start of this the third best-selling n64 game ever and yeah like just below like mario 64 and mario kart which and are huge you know releases every time on a Zelda, Nintendo. Right? Um, up there. but i think had nintendo not obviously been a japanese company with a huge footprint in japan i think gold no would have been their number one game right yeah. i think the japanese base for the n64 got pushed gold down to three Mm. because they're not natural Bond fans yeah. in the same way as a Western country. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but no, it's but just, eight, it, 8 million units on one platform. I mean, mm. companies would scream for that today. Oh, that's well, crazy. It's, it, it's crazy because every, there's often the people say that licensed movie tie-in games are usually shit. Mm. Yeah. Um, but without this one, then you probably wouldn't have had the first person shooter market as it was. You it wouldn't you wouldn't have then had Perfect Dark. You wouldn't have right. then probably had Halo, that would have been an RTS. Right. You would and then because of Halo they brought about Xbox Live, so you probably wouldn't have had online gaming. You, it, mm-hmm. it, it it's the knock on effect from Goldeneye has been huge. Mm. Um so when people say oh licensed movie video games are usually crap, well mm. Has there been, uh, probably we should have prepared for this, but has there been, I don't know if there's been a similar ripple effect in other media from one thing of this scale. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Possibly somewhere in TV, but Hmm. so so it would have been many years ago. Yeah, Nothing. I, probably the real world on MTV started on unscripted I, television. And that, the, the knock-on effect of that was it's just immense felt to this mm. day, probably. It's probably the equivalent. But, mm. that's, but yeah, that's the beautiful thing about GoldenEye is that when it came out, all the developers that were developing games at the time played it. Yeah. Well, um, and also the developers of the next generation played it as kids who then mm-hmm. went through university, became people in the games industry, and it was their DNA of that was one of their titles, right? Hmm. It it would be interesting to go through leaders in the games industry and and find out like where they rank it in their personal influence. Oh, I like that, like a sight and sound poll, but for yeah. uh, video games right. professionals. Oh, that'd be amazing, do you, actually. Right. Yeah. Do you know what? All I'm right. thinking here is here's the next pitch of Bond documentary. You know how we had everything or nothing, uh, the sound of 007, Goldeneye, its life and influence. Hmm. There's been a lot of stuff over the last couple of years. A lot of it's very good. Uh, the the GoldenEye documentary was great that came out last year. Mm. Um, there's a book um, from 8-Bit something or other um, about the, the doc, uh, interviews with everybody. That's very good. It's kind of, I think, the history of the development has now been kind of, every, there's no uncovered rock now. But mm. you're right, Sean, going forwards, it's like, well, what were the... You throw a rock in the pool, where did the ripples um, 
come to shore, right? And in, uh, in the industry. Hmm. And I like your lineage of like going from FPS to X to Halo to online gaming. It's like take it away. What would be left? What would yeah? What would be yeah? Left? Well, everything Call of Duty, Fortnite, or everything that has become these massive champions of gaming. I would theorize owe something to Goldeneye. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, has the soundtrack ever had an official release? Sorry, this is a complete no. diversion. No. Well, the original obviously it's MIDI, right? MIDI mm. files for the N sixty four. Um, if you go on YouTube, there's fantastic like bands are doing covers of. Oh yeah, there, there's a wonderful levels. orchestra version. Isn't there? <laughs> I think there was uh, a vinyl released but... last year uh, of, of like orchestrated, you know, uh, covers mm-hmm. um, of the tracks. Yeah, uh, I, I inquired whether that was officially licensed or not, and got a very vague answer. Yeah, nah. well, it, it so... was a limited edition thing, so I assumed it's probably yeah. No, I'd, I'd love right. a, I'd love a vinyl release of the original score because actually, what I found as I've been getting into vinyl collecting is that those MIDI soundtracks sound really, really fucking good on vinyl. Um, mm. I've got a few of the Streets of Rage and Sonic ones, and they, it just right. really comes out really well. Um, mm. And I feel like the soundtrack, somewhat over the past couple of years, seems to have become an internet sensation. Yeah, somewhat. well, the the watch music, right, more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, plenty of hip-hop remixes with that in it. But yeah. um, I found myself enjoying things that I'd forgotten about because I think GoldenEye becomes a little bit tropey after a while, like, oh, facility level is the best level, right, or whatever. Mm. Um, I I went back and played Silo like 20 times. Ah, yes. Because um, I, I can't remember really enjoying that level originally when it came out. Mm. Um, but... Silo was at me, and the music on that level and everything about it, it just kicked in for me. It's like, well, originally it didn't connect, but now it does, and I'm finding things in it. And by the way, now I really hate surface, like, I hate surface levels. <laughs> like, they're so boring. I feel like yeah. I can finally do surface now because it's the, the clarity that you have. Like, I finally <laughs> can sort of get my bearings because when it's just the, you know, the wall to wall fog around you on the N64 and it's just right. yeah, standard definition and all that, it's just I completely lose my bearings. It, if you'd have asked me when I was like nine years old playing that level, I would have told you it was just endless like there was literally no wall you could see um but yeah no i had the same thing with the silo level um i played that quite a lot probably more than any other level um this time and i i don't know why it really clicked with me because i used to be like facility obviously train i love that level um but yeah now i really like silo this time i've been going very slowly through it i've been trying to do double agent and meeting the times on it Mm. because I, I know that if I blast it through an agent, I'll probably get on something else. So I've been trying to take my, so I haven't got to train yet mm. and I'm looking forward to it. Cause that used to be my favorite. Ah, yes. No, it used to be mine as well. I think it probably still is. I just like the linear nature of it. It's just, yeah, really right. nice. And trying to do it with no hits in like quickest time. Right. Oh, and yeah. No damage. Yeah. But I did, um, I did finish a couple of double O uh, agent set, um, levels with no damage. And I was like, where's, and then I forgot, you don't get anything for that. <laughs> well, maybe you get a, a, a trophy. No, 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 oh. no. Mm. Completing missions with no damage. Um, doesn't get you anything. I was so disappointed because I was trying for it. <laughs> Got nothing for it. Hmm. You, you get you get personal validation. <laughs> well done, whether, whether, whether or not we believe you've actually done it is another thing. Right. But... Yeah. <laughs> Some other takeaways. The club 
not as terrible as I remember it. Mm. Oh, is that a thing that it's meant to be? Is it regarded as a shit weapon? Yes. The worst oh, good. Because I, I was using it and I was like, this is crap. Yeah. You're, putting, you're putting 30 rounds into one of the snowtroopers and he's still just yeah. shaking it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Named after Ken Lobb, the producer guy. Um, yes. Yes. Which I think was like a, what's it called, a backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and the AK is way more accurate than I remember. Well, it's not the AK, is it? It's the something else. It's the, but, uh, oh, what is it called? Is it the, oh, I can't remember now. But yes, I, I know, yeah, that one. I love the the gun sound effects. They're really oh, good, wait. aren't they? Yeah, the satisfaction of pumping a few rounds from that AK forty seven into a. I was going to say a Russian, but into um, <laughs> it's one of the enemies. <laughs> without the haptic feedback, it's still satisfying. Mm, yeah, because you know we had the rumble packs on the N sixty four, right? Yeah, it, it it's just you know even how enemies react to the the gun and you know the bullets. It's just there is just something very uniquely satisfying about it I, I don't quite know why uh but yeah it's lovely what were you guys kind of like punch the air moments well like i said i'm still playing through um my, i've just done bunker two um i i was surprised actually that how i managed to do silo um because i've managed to put all the bombs down and still get through it so i was happy with myself for that yeah, I, I really did. This is pro- probably less related to the game than more real life, but I did get a real sort of like uh, a moment, I, I guess, when I, on the um, statue park level, where you have to go and rendezvous with Zukovsky, right. and going into the little, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, tanker thing where he is, and just seeing Robbie Coltrane's face there, I was like, it's oh really wow, good, isn't it? Aww. Yeah. It's it's He's got the best textured face in the game, right? Because even with like Sean Bean, like earlier on when you see Alec, you get can get up close to him. It's not quite yeah, the same. Like yeah, whereas with Zagowski, it just looks so much like Robbie Coltrane, and it was just like obviously the actor died not that long ago, um, yeah. and he's such a great character in the film as well. But they just really like threw me, connected it back to the film in a way that uh, maybe it, the other levels hadn't really, mm. um, and and that was just really nice. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I've had an absolute blast. I played it all through on the easiest difficulty, just like charged through, and now I'm going back and doing it all on Double O Agent. I think I'm up to. I uh, just did train. What's the one after train? Oh, is it control? Oh, damn it! That one's really tough because you have to protect Natalia while she's. Oh yeah, <laughs> that one's really tough. I couldn't do that on the N64 because I don't. I must have unlocked the uh, Egyptian level back when I was a kid because I had it. Um, but I, I, I just, yeah, I, I couldn't do it when I was playing it on an emulator. Um, so I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that this time. Yeah. Having a fully unlocked cartridge was a thing of value. As oh a yeah. Kid. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, that's a good point. We should mention there's two there's two levels to unlock. Mm. Yes. Egyptian and Aztec. Uh, yeah. yeah, Aztec based on Moonraker and Egyptian. Oh no, other way around. No, yeah, no, Aztec yeah. is Moonraker. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, Egyptian spoil of me? Uh, Egyptians what? Spoil, Sp- spoil of me and live and let die. Ah, right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, random, random mashup. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you haven't got your Moonraker laser then yet? No, not yet. Uh, but I did play it on uh, with the lasers on the multiplayer. Uh, right. So that was fun because it's such a nice <laughs> reproduction of that weapon and the sound is so satisfying so, bo- bo- as bo- bo- well. Bo- 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 
Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Love it. Um, so any final thoughts, recommendations? Um, I'm going to say if you have an Xbox, get it. If you've got a Switch and Xbox, get it on Xbox. Mm. Um, Should I get an Xbox? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just for yes. GoldenEye. Just, I, just, yeah, I could just leave my N64 out. I guess that would probably be cheaper, but wouldn't look as nice. I, I To be fair, I haven't plugged my N64 in for probably four or five years. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's still there with a fully unlocked cartridge. Mm. It'd be interesting. I know there's people on YouTube doing side-by-sides, um, which I don't think is fair because mm. um, for reasons we mentioned, I mean, it's an emulated version versus the actual thing. So it's never going to be 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the hoops you have to go through now to get an N64 um, hooked up to anything mm. um, is something else. Oh, yeah. And and, and that is, like, um, I, I suppose my final thought is sort of on that uh, train of thought because just that I can just have it in HD, just plug right. it into the HDMI kit and it's just there. Right. Even on the Switch, I can just pick it up and play it portably. Like, it is just lovely having the game that's accessible again as opposed to like i don't have my n64 out all of the time uh, you know i get to get out of the cupboard and play it and yes that's really nice but it is just nice having that updated because it, it did sort of like playing it on a big screen with its nice and crispness it, it was just really nice uh playing it that way i hope that people can um enjoy it too as i say i don't want to you know, seem like I'm dismissing criticism of it because I think right. some of it's very valid, particularly for um, you know, live streamers, speedrunners, like people who yeah. really know this game very intensely. Um, but I, I think the majority of people will probably just enjoy it, uh, particularly haven't played it in a very long time. It will just be nice um reliving those memories for nostalgia's sake. Uh, but then I'm also really happy that Sean like played it for the first ever time and is yeah, having a, yeah. a, a great time with it. Cause I, I I'm glad that it's not completely lost on um on newbies. Um No, 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 like I say, <laughs> I, I I get it, I get it, I finally get it now. Um and uh-huh. it, it was weird because I was when I was playing Dam. The, the first time when I was playing mm-hmm. weirdly my thought process was I was like oh this is actually very similar to what's on GoldenEye Reloaded mm. because yeah. that game Do that you... game I know well yeah um, and yeah so they did it's... mirror the first like minute of gameplay and then broke off into the own thing oh yeah. yeah yeah but I did it was just that was an odd experience that I guess I'm doing it backwards but it's still great right <laughs> um I think the context of this is important because if you're looking for, which is a a valid thing nowadays, and it's something that people should pay more attention to because for movies, it's been a thing for years is preservation, right? Hmm. Games are being lost forever because it's harder to preserve them because the, the platforms they were released on are, you know, there's only so many of them left and whatnot. Um, and emulation is often the key to preservation these days. Um, this is not, a way of preserving GoldenEye, the 1997 version. This is about accessibility mm-hmm. and convenience and having it into a front of a new audience. And the thing I would compare it to is when the restored, and I use that term loosely in air quotes that you can't see, versions of the Bond films came out on DVD where they touched them up and changed some of the colors and things. Mm. People rightly complain, well, this isn't the same as the film. It's like, yeah, but the version that you have is VHS. Mm. So would mm. you rather have the VHS or the digitally altered DVD? And I get their complaints. And I think this is very similar to that. It's mm. like, yes, there's some things that are wrong with it and been tweaked, but 
it's not going to degrade <laughs> yeah. in the way that your VHS tapes does, and you can take it with you and watch it and all the rest. There's so. there's a wonderful opportunity here, I think, particularly for to be able to pass on to one generation to the other. And I think right. of my first experience watching Bond of how my mum sat me down and said, these are great, you should watch these, you'll love them as a little kid. Right. And I did. Everything was born. I think there's a great opportunity again for a generation of dads, mums and dads, who could then sit down with their kids, put split screen on and play this. And I think right. that's definitely something to be commended. So I think you're absolutely right, Sean. This is a great way of introducing um, a new audience and a younger generation to it because they don't know how good they got it these days. <laughs> and this game, I think it's interesting to go back and see where it all began for, cause you know, the gamers today that are into it, it it's going to be Fortnite, Halo, PUBG, right. And all these other platforms and to see where those games, the Genesis, those games came from, I think is important and and game history and something it's kind of waved off by the media as kind of like this joke of a media compared to film tv and the arts right but i think it's becoming more and more um academically studied and these things will become more and more important to our culture as we go forward so golden is a big part of that and having it out there accessible is is really big hmm. so like i said in the intro I never thought we'd see the day where the lawyers would get together and actually agree something hmm. <laughs> miracles happen yeah. So, so off the back of this, if it's a success, would there be any hope of the world is not enough getting the same treatment? <laughs> I don't think there would be any clamour for that, really, compared to others. I mean, I think everything or nothing would be the next one. That if you were, if if I was in, if I was given the power to sign the pen on which game to re-release, I think everything or nothing would be the one because it it sold so well mm. when it was out. And it is kind of Brosnan's fifth movie, and I think that would be the one that would get a lot of people excited to play again. And it's a very good game too; it's very well made. Mm-hmm. I do think this, like, in terms of just preservation, like everything on nothing and from Russia with Love are not my favourite games, uh, Bond games, but just because they are like another Pierce Brosnan Bond performance, right. another Sean Connery Bond performance, they are the ones yep. that I feel like, oh no, I do kind of want that in a in a museum. I want that preserved in some way and accessible. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense as much as I would love Nightfire to be the next one but I don't know how likely that is and there's well, probably well, it's probably more complicated because there's royalties involved with the talent on those mm, Yeah. whereas with Goldeneye there clearly wasn't mm. um, but we do have a new game to look forward to right maybe next year, maybe the year after mm. um, with a new digital bond mm. um, Hopefully, the, hopefully, Goldeneye will still be available uh, <laughs> by the time that game rolls around. But who knows? Right. Yeah. No, I think I think right. that's my biggest hope from this is that it will do very well, and those game companies out there and the Broccoli's etc. will see that it's doing well and see that there's some financial incentive to hope mm. they do more. We live in hope. Maybe it'll be in 27 years we'll be back on here saying how great it is. We've now got... <laughs> We're now playing 007 Agent, Legends Remastered. Agent, <laughs> Agent, Agent, Agent Under Fire, yeah. <laughs> on the Xbox 10 or whatever it'll be. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Never thought we'd see this day. Um, good stuff. And we'll catch you again next time. Yeah. Thanks very much. See you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>